This is episode eight of Fam Life with Phil Gomez on the Rising Man podcast, and these are the six keys to thriving in a long-term committed relationship. What's good, y'all? Phil Gomez back at it again. Always good to be behind this here mic um, and to speak my truth to you all to deliver a message that ideally helps support you in being better men in your lives. Today is one specifically for you men out there that are in a relationship, whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's a wife, whether you're a dad, whatever it may be. If you have a significant other, there is something in this episode that is going to help you thrive in that relationship and be a better partner for your partner. Now, before we get into that, I just want to remind y'all that we have a lot of amazing programs and opportunities here at the Rising Man Movement. So be sure to check out risingman.org and see all of the different offerings that we have and see which one fits for you. There's guaranteed something in there that is going to help you be a better man, help you be a better friend, partner, father, whatever it may be. There's something in there that's going to help you. So be sure to go check out risingman.org. All right. So back to the six keys. This episode is, uh, I'm sharing with you guys a distinction that has significantly helped me in my life and helped me be a better husband, helped me have the amazing relationship that I do today. Now, don't get it twisted. I still have difficulties. We still have fights. We still have tough times. However, this distinction, the six keys is something that I constantly go back to. And it's really a blueprint for me when I'm in those sticky, difficult, hard times of the relationship. And I really need to just self-reflect on how can I be a better husband at this point in time. So let's stop talking about it. Let's just get to it. Here are the six keys to thriving in a long-term committed relationship. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Fam Life with Phil Gomez on the Rising Man podcast. Got another good one for you guys today. We're going to be going over the six keys to thriving in a long-term committed relationship. Now, if you're a man out there who has a serious girlfriend, uh, maybe a wife, maybe you guys have a family, maybe not. If you are in a long-term committed relationship, you know it ain't easy. And if you've been in one before, you know, it's not easy. It takes work. um, It takes attention, takes focus, takes care. um, And oftentimes you find yourself in a position where you notice that things are not as they should be. They're not very good, but you might not know what you need to do in order to make it better. Now, I know I I have found myself in that position many of times. I've been with my wife for about uh, nine years now. And I know for sure I find myself in that to this day. What's going on? Why aren't things why why are things off? Why is she upset at me? Why uh, why is she feeling unsafe? Right, and then I forget that I have a playbook that I can go back to and look at and. Um, then apply to my relationship, and that is the six keys. So a little context behind the six keys. They have been adapted from a man named Justin Sterling, 
who has a, uh, a workshop called the the Men's Weekend, and it's something that I took uh, several years ago. Now I don't I don't know exactly how many, but quite a while ago is one of the first workshops that I actually took um, around men's work, and it was a phenomenal workshop. I would say it's not for everyone, and it was very life changing for me. So um, definitely look into it if it's if it's piquing your interest. Um, but there was a distinction in there that was the six tasks to surviving a long-term committed relationship. And that's where these were adopted from. So just want to pay homage to Justin Sterling and his, uh, his community, his organization for, for initially bestowing me with uh, these tasks that have absolutely helped me thrive in my relationship with my wife. And I've worked with many men who either I have gone over the six keys with them or they have done the weekend themselves. And uh, I know for a fact that it has given myself and them direction in how to move forward and actually how to, uh, how to be the best partner possible in a relationship. Now, if you are anything like me, uh, or most of the men that I have worked with and talked to, uh, relationship can be a difficult thing. It's um, there's you know there's the courting phase, which might be a little bit easier in the sense of uh, gaining interest, right? Impressing a woman or you know or a partner, um, kind of that that initial phase. And then once it gets past that, and you get into that like long term phase, um, there comes a lot more that is required and requires your focus, attention, and excellence in order to main, not only maintain the relationship, but actually grow and enable the relationship to thrive. So that's where the six keys come in. Now, each and every one of these could use their own podcast episode. I could talk for easily an hour about each and every one of these distinctions. We're going to go over all of them in this episode just to plant the seed and uh, my intention is just to give you men out there something, a playbook that you can at least begin to study and focus on so that it can help your relationship starting today. So let's get into the six keys to thriving in a long-term committed relationship. The first one is give a fuck, don't expect a fuck. <laughs> so in short, it's really show your partner that you care without expecting something in return. Now, this going for all humans, we in this society, it can be really easy to um, only want to do something if there's a certain end game, right? If there's something to benefit from that effort that you're going to put out. And we can often get into this cycle. We can often get into this pattern and way of being in relationship too. And our partners know us really well. If you've been with your partner for several years, if you've been with your partner for a while, they, they know you really well. They know when you're scheming, they know when you're plotting, they know when you're up to something or you want to get something from them, right? So even when we think we're being slick, they probably know that we are being extra nice or doing something you know, out of the ordinary because a request, uh, an ask, uh, desire is going to come up after that. So it's not limited to just wanting sex from your partner, right? It can be wanting anything from them. So the idea here of give a fuck without expecting a fuck is to genuinely show um, interest, desire, and a willingness to support your partner without ever expecting anything in return. Now, another thing that comes up here is keeping score, 
right? Oftentimes we'll do the dishes, cook dinner, um, support your partner in going out and doing something just by themselves with their friends. Um, fold your, fold the laundry, whatever it may be, you know, doing something either around the house or for life uh, to support your partner in just being happy or uh, doing something to take care of themselves. We'll do those things and then we'll keep a tally. Oh, well, I've cooked dinner four days this week and she hasn't done anything. You know what? I deserve to be able to go out with the guys tonight. And then you go to ask for that thing. Hey, hon, can uh, you watch the kids while I go out with the guys tonight? And she says, no. And then in comes the tally. Well, I did the dishes. I did, you know, I've done all this stuff for you and you're not going to let me do this one thing. This is another way that we give a fuck while expecting a fuck instead of doing something just because we want to support and love our partner and we want to um, enable this relationship to flourish. So again, give a fuck without expecting a fuck. Show your partner that you care, do things to support them without expecting anything in return. This is all about giving 110% at all times without um, a motive, without a motive. So that's one. Key number two, be the master of your territory by knowing what is yours to defend. Now, when we come, when the word defend comes in here, um, I, I, oftentimes men that I've worked with around the six keys don't really like that because uh, it makes them think of it as a fight, it makes them think like they're they're fighting with their partner. And defending is not, in this case, I, I don't hold it as uh, fighting, right? I hold it as knowing what your boundaries are and knowing what really matters to you as a person, right? So the key word that comes, uh, that comes with this is terms. So let me talk a little bit about terms. Terms are something that every man ought to have. We actually all do have, whether we know it or not. Terms are the things that make us who we are. So, for example, when someone uh, talks about me, when someone says, uh, describes me as a man, oh, Phil is a definitely a man of ceremony. Oh, Phil really cares about men's work. Oh, Phil is... Uh, dedicated, hardworking, loves his family. These are my terms. How would someone describe me, right? And they, it's essential that when we're thinking of our terms, we're trying to define them, that we think of the things that we do, that if we did not do them, we would not be who we are, right? So if I just started going out with... Uh, I don't know, going out, going out on the town every night and uh, just coming home super late and not spending any time with my children, not spending any time with my wife, that would not be me, right? That's, that's, I, I would be a completely different person. So family and spending time with my family, being the provider, um, not just financially, but uh, emotionally and safety wise for my family is one of my terms. Right. So in order to be the master of our territory, uh, we have to know what is ours to defend. We have to know what our terms are. So what this would look like practically is, again, I am a provider for my family. This is one. Of, this is actually one of my terms. Right. 
So one element that I provide for my family is financially. And uh, it is essential to me that I am able to financially provide for my family so that you know, we can take care of the things that need to be taken care of so that my, uh, my son can go to preschool. So we can have groceries in the house. So we can have, um, you know, whatever it may be, all the things that we need, uh, financially. Right. And part of that for me as well is so that my wife is able to, um, actually do work that is meaningful and purposeful for her so that she doesn't have to just, uh, go out and get a job just to just to make ends meet over here. So this is one of my terms I provide for my family. So where it comes to the, the importance of defining that is I then know how to navigate our day-to-day situation specifically in the relationship. So uh, sometimes it will come to say it's Friday, right? And my wife really wants to go to she really wants to uh, take a weekend trip, go camping and take the kids and just like go spend time, have fun. And, you know, I'm like, wow, that sounds really fun. I would love to do that. However, I know that I have a client that I have to work with on Friday afternoon. And I know that there's a workshop that's going on on, on Saturday that I have to, that I really need to do in order to bring the finances to, to, make, uh, to make what we need for the month. Right. So again, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what's mine to defend, or I'm looking at my terms. So I know what my territory is. So this is, uh, this thing that she wants to do is going to start to cut into, um, what I am defining myself as, which is the provider for my family. So it's clearly has to be a no for me if I'm going to honor who I am as a man. It's essential to know what our mission purpose and what actually matters to us as a man in a relationship so that we can continue to be that man, even if it means us saying no to our partner. Now, I know for myself, this was extremely difficult, uh, especially in the beginning of my relationship, maybe not the first couple months, but you know, first, uh, first two years in, um, I, I, I always wanted to make my partner happy. right? I loved when she was happy and I loved to uh, oblige with what she wanted to the point where I would actually stop doing the things that, that enabled me to attract her in the first place. Right. So going a little bit more into that, uh, I know from my wife, because she's told me that when we first met, she loved my drive, right? At that point I had a physical therapy business and I was really committed to making that work. She loved my drive, my passion. She loved, uh, my commitment to what I was up to you know, all these things. And, and those were the things that really uh, made her attracted to me and saw me as a good man. And I guess a, a uh, suitable partner. So now fast forward, you know, eight, nine years later, we're in the relationship and I'm starting to say no to those things, work, um, the things that I'm really committed to and care about for the sake of making her happy uh, maybe she'll be happy in the moment, but she starts to lose respect or, or I start to not actually be the man that she initially fell in love with and really admired, right? So that's what's essential about us knowing what is ours, knowing our terms and being willing to stand up for our terms at all times, even if it means our partner is going to be upset. So again, be the master of your territory by knowing what is yours to defend.
know your territory, know your terms, be able to recall your terms at a drop of a dime and be able to make decisions related to the relationship based on, is this going to cause me to go against my terms and actually be someone who I am not? Or is this something that I have to say no to in order to honor the man that I truly am? So going to the third one, this is on the flip side of that. Fight to fulfill your partner's plan without compromising your terms. So again, we've defined terms. These are the things that make us who we are as men. These are the things that people would describe us as. These are the things that if we did not do, we would not be the man that we are now, right? So fight to fulfill your partner's plan without compromising your terms. So my wife, that same scenario, she wants to go camping right? She wants to go set up the tent on a beautiful Alpine Lake and have an incredible weekend where we're just, you know, roasting s'mores, having fun, making love in the tent, having fun with the kids, all those things like a nice, beautiful, romantic weekend away from home. Right now I look and I'm like, well, I don't have anything this weekend. Maybe it'd be a little difficult to do that because, you know, there's a couple things that I kind of want to do, um, you know, a couple posts that I want to make for the week or whatever it may be. There's a couple things I could do. Right. But there's actually nothing that's uh, I'm not compromising my terms by doing this. You know, there's, there's no pre-existing commitments that I have all those things I could either do, you know, during the week leading up to it and just get ahead for next week, or I, they can wait till we get back. Right. So yes, babe, we can do that. And not only can we do that, I am going to fight or I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure we can do that. Right. So what that looks like is first, again, checking in. This does not compromise any of my terms. Two, this is what you want to do. Okay. Three, I'm going to fight to fulfill that plan. I am going to go above and beyond. Okay. Uh, hey, what do you want to eat? I think I, I, I think you really like when I made uh, that whatever, uh, that stir fry last time we went camping. Uh, do you want that? Awesome. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the grocery store, get that. Oh, while I'm here, I'm going to get a little dessert too. And I won't tell her about it. It'll be a nice surprise. Uh, I'm going to make sure I pack the car uh, a day early so she doesn't have to worry about it while she's with the kids. You know, again, the the fighting to fulfill the plan is the essential part here because this is us showing not only that we care, but what our partners want to do is important to us, right? Just saying yes to camping and then kind of dragging ass the whole time that we're preparing and just showing kind of, kind of just showing up, just being there physically is not enough, right? That's not how a relationship is going to thrive by hearing what we, what our partners want and using our masculine skill set to problem solve, plan, make, take action and execute is where we can really help our partners feel safe, taken care of, loved, and really appreciated that we um, respect and admire what it is that they want to do as well. It's essential. It's key. When they see that, they really know that we love them. All right, going on to key number four. Be a willing and active listener, especially when you don't want to. I'll say it again. Be a willing and active listener, especially when you don't want to. Now, if 
you are anything like me, which I'm sure most of you are, because I'm definitely not unique or special. Uh, there's a lot of times where you just don't want to listen to your partner. You don't, you don't care. You, you're tired. You're, you've had 50 million other things to do. You just got home from work. You just want to like kick it on the couch for a sec, take your shoes off and chill. And, and she's starting to talk to you about some difficulties, difficulties that she's had in her day. It is a moment where you don't want to listen. Here's the thing. Even in those times, we got to listen. Not only do we have to listen, we have to be a willing and active listener. Listening is essential because for, uh, for women and, you know, for some men too, a lot, a big part of how they process, how we process is by sharing, right? Is by actually speaking what it is we're going through, what's going on in our heads, what's going on in our lives, what's going on in our bodies by speaking it to someone else, especially our partner, us, that, uh, that they care about, that they trust and feel safe with enables them to heal in a sense and enables them to uh, decompress, get out of their own heads and actually uh, process, deal with the things that are there so they don't have to carry it on to the next moment, to the next day, to the next week. Right. So them sharing is really a beautiful, it's a beautiful opportunity for us to be in full support and service to them. Now, like I said, as I initially dropped this key, there are many times I don't feel like listening. Right. There are many times where I just feel tired and I just, I just feel like, like full. So there, there's ways to navigate that. One is um, take a moment and take a deep breath and just dive into active listening. So active listening looks like not only hearing what they're saying, but um, maybe mirroring back what you hear, uh, asking questions based on what you hear, and really just seeing how you can support them. Right. I think uh, a lot of times where we get into trouble, I get into trouble as a man is that I'll be active listening, but I'm really just listening to how I can fix this so we can end the conversation and move forward to the next thing. Right. Looking for the solution, just trying to give my partner a solution to her problems. And this is probably one of the number one ways that we get into fights and that she gets frustrated with me and really just pissed off because it's, it's disrespectful in a sense, right? It, it, it's me saying, oh, you don't know the, pro the solution to your problems? I do. You just need to listen to me. I know more than you and done. Not a big deal, right? It, it, it's really uh, downplaying whatever might be a huge deal to them. So in our active listening, in our question asking, in our mirroring, and in our clear question of how can I support you more right now, uh, we are able to be the help that our partners need in that moment, we're able to be the help they need in that moment because uh, we're not doing what we think they need. We're actually asking what they need and then being that. Um, when it comes to uh, those moments where you're really too full, you know, maybe I, I know for me, uh, when I first get home from work, um, I, I just want to put my bag down, right? I want to put my stuff away. Uh, I want to take my shoes off. I just want to put some comfy clothes on, you know. What I've been able to do with my my wife is really just specifically ask for, babe, hey, when I get home, can you give me just 10 minutes? Like, can I just have 10 minutes to put my stuff down, put some comfy clothes on, put my shorts on, um, take off my work clothes and uh, 
you know, whatever, wash my face, something like that, whatever it is that I actually need to ground and be home. And uh, once we had that conversation, it was a huge difference. Prior to that conversation, I would get home and uh, what my interpretation was, I would get bombarded with uh, questions, things from the things from her day and all these things and just feel like I was still um, still just in work mode, right? And, and still just like, there's nothing more that I wanted than just to chill for a sec. So that clear request of being able to have 10 minutes when I got home has enabled me to be a active and willing listener for my partner when I get home. So there are times and places where we actually cannot be an active and willing listener, right? And the, and the key is to, that I found is to clearly state that to your partner, babe, I am really not feeling well. My stomach hurts. My, my head really hurts. I'm feeling a little under the weather. Uh, I'm really overwhelmed from this call that I just got off, whatever it may be, clearly expressing what it is you're feeling from there saying, I'm feeling this way. And you know what? I, I really am just having a difficulty being fully present for you right now. And I, I really would love to be, and I, I just, I'm having a really tough time to do that right now. So is there a way we could do this later? Right? So it's, it's this establishing of what you're feeling, establishing that you, you know what she wants, but you're not able to give that right now and establishing the willingness to do it soon to do it later. Hey babe, I'm having a really tough time doing it right now, but if I could just go on like a 30 minute walk, if I could go to the gym for an hour, um, we can, can we talk about this and pick this up? Like as soon as I get back, I think when we're able to do that, we're able to clearly establish uh, not only our needs, but our willingness and desire to be a willing and active listener for them. All right, going to number five, share your emotions. Don't lead with them. Share your emotions. Do not lead with them. So a lot of men, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on the journey of becoming a more comprehensive man, a man who is emotionally available, a man who um, not only is active and in his physical body, but also in his emotional body and his spiritual body. Right. So if you're in that process of being more connected to and feeling your emotions more, uh, you know that emotions are big, right? Emotions are, are tough to handle. Emotions are powerful in the sense that they can really dictate our, um, our actions, our words and our thoughts in the moment. So you probably have heard from your wife, you never tell me what's going on. You probably have heard, you, uh, you never let me know how you're feeling. You never share your emotions with me. Now, a lot of us take that as an invitation to then, to then lose, our, um, lose our composure, right? Because it's like, okay, you want to see my emotions? Here, I'm pissed off from A, B, C, and D. I want to break something. I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm in rage right now. Right. So this would be leading with our emotions when we're fully um, when we're fully taken over by our emotions and we bring that to our relationship, it compromises the safety that our partner needs. Right. So just to just to ground this thing a little bit, um, you know, I asked my boss for a raise, um, you know, yesterday and he got back to me today and he said no. 
And he, you know, he said no, despite me staying late all these days, um, you know, these last couple months and, you know, being one of the best performers on the team and doing all this. And he still fucking said no. He still said no. So, so I'm pissed about that. And then I bring that, that rage, that anger, that um, frustration back home. Right. And then I, I kind of let that out. So, because she wants to know what I'm feeling. Right. So you let that out. So that's leading with your emotions. That's bringing all that home and letting your emotions take over everything in your body, take over your words, take over everything that uh, you're expressing outwardly. So that's leading with her emotions. So what do, what does share sharing our emotions look like? So for me, this is why a men's team has been so essential for me. Um, using that same, same example of going, you know, not getting the raise that I wanted. Um, maybe I'll call up someone on my men's team on my drive home from work. Right. Hey dude, I just, I had to give you a call, man. I am so fucking pissed about my boss. Not, you know, not really honoring what all the work that I've been doing. And I just like been busting my ass doing this, da, 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 this, this, and that. And like, ah, ah, yelling right on the phone. This is on the drive home from work. You know, my buddy's able to hear that, hold that. Hey, I understand your frustration, man. That, that really sucks. You know what? That would piss me off too. Um, Hey, how long have you been doing all this stuff? You know, whatever, a couple months. Huh? Well, you know, it, it, it's still the middle of the year. So maybe you could uh, talk to your boss a little bit more and, and you can tell him what you want to see by the end of the year. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that sounds like a good idea. You know, maybe I'm still feeling the burn a little bit, but like I, I'm seeing, I guess, a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm seeing an uh, alternative solution to just me being pissed and yelling and really essentially ending up in the same situation that I'm at now. Um, so I've been able to process my emotions outside of the relationship. I've been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and now I am home. So what most of us do is, babe, how was your day? You're right. Wife asked us, it was good. Don't say anything. Even if we ha- still have some of that, like after, after burn going on from what, what had pissed us off. Show, um, sorry, sharing our emotions would look like, you know what, babe, man, I had, I had this really tough conversation with my boss today and, uh, you know, I asked him for that raise and he didn't give it to me. And, and I just like, I felt so upset. I felt like I just wasn't valued. Right. I I felt like he just totally didn't look at anything that I've been doing. And it, it really made me angry. It really made me angry right? This is sharing our emotions. So I'm not withholding anything from my partner. It actually makes her feel safer because she knows that I have these emotions that are going through me that I'm able to share from a grounded and collected space, right? And I've honored my emotions because I've let them out and share them with someone outside of our relationship with a man from my men's team, right? So sharing our emotions means being fully transparent about what's going on, but that emotion isn't our context, right? That emotion isn't the thing that I'm exuding in the home that actually, you know, makes my wife feel fearful, all right? So this is what sharing our emotions does. It enables them in right? They feel like they're part of our team. They feel like they're related to us. They feel like, they feel like we trust them, right? And they still feel safe because we're not, uh, we're not drunk on our emotions, right? We're not totally consumed by our emotions and therefore it's unpredictable what it is that we're going to do or how we're going to lash out or how, how we're going to express them. So that's the power of sharing your emotions. 
And on to the sixth key, the last and definitely not least, be creative and proactive with the way you make your partner feel special and taken care of. So this is an essential one, guys. This is this comes back to dating your wife or dating your partner, right? When we're in the beginning of the relationship, we're we're really good at just doing things that are spontaneous, right? Hey, what are you doing at seven? Nothing? Okay, be ready. I'll pick you up then, right? Take her out on some sort of surprise date, doing something that's a little different off the cuff, right? Uh, we're really good at... Uh, I don't know, sending her flowers, right? When we're dating, doing all these things to kind of impress them and uh, make them feel like, wow, this guy really cares about me. Wow, this guy's different. He's special. And somewhere between that initial phase of dating and to wherever you are now, you probably have let that slip a little bit. I definitely have and do it all the time. If you're if you're a parent or you're a soon-to-be parent, this definitely happens once you have kids and you see it all the time on TV. It's just like one of those stereotypes. We forget to date our partners. We forget to to be creative and proactive with with showing them that they're special to us and that we really care of care for them and that we're going to take care of them. So, th- what this looks like, um, a lot of times, guys uh, thinks this has to be like some sort of huge uh, gesture, some grand gesture. All right, well, I am going to take them to Greece for a week, right? But I don't have enough money to do that, so. We'll, I'm going to plan for that in two years and we're going to we'll make it happen. Then she's going to see how much I care, uh, care for her and how special she is to me. Now the grand gestures are beautiful. I think they're, they're essential and they, they have their space as well. Right. And our partners love them and it shows them that we care for them. And it's not the only way that we can do it. That's not the only way that we have to do it. Right. It, showing these, uh, showing that we care and showing that they're special to us can, can look really small too. It can be as simple as bringing flowers home, right? For no reason, not, not for your anniversary, not for the birthday, just like bringing flowers home because you, you were thinking of them, right? It could be, uh, might be as simple as, uh, doing the laundry and folding all the clothes and put them all away, right? It's a small one, but Hey, maybe you're, maybe your wife is tired, right? Maybe she's, maybe she's tired with the, being with the kids. Maybe she's tired with this, this, and that, you know, she has a big day tomorrow. Boom. Maybe it's just waking up early and making her f- favorite breakfast. This is one of my go-tos. <laughs> my love, my wife loves huevos rancheros. So I'll, uh, you know, every, every once in a while, just like make sure we have all the things for it. And I'll wake up on a Saturday and try to get it cooked before she wakes up. Right. And she comes downstairs and it's ready. It can look like cleaning out her car, just vacuuming it and, and making it clean and nice and all that. Right. So the idea is that you're thinking of them for one, that you've been listening to them because you know what's important, you know what they care about, you know what they need, and that you go out of your way and take the time to actually make it happen. Right. This is this is what being proactive is creative in that it's something new. You're not just getting getting her flowers every Monday. Right. That, that, that's kind of takes away from from the whole gist of, of what this is about. Right. Um, so creative in the sense that you're constantly doing different things. Right. And proactive in the sense that you're doing it before it gets to the point where it's like you never take me out on a date before it gets to the point where like you never really show me that you care that you love me doing it before they have to ask you for something, right? So 
This is one that I love. Uh, and it's also one that I love consulting with, with some of my really good friends about because all of us have our different ways of being romantic, right? All of us have our different ways of showing that we care um, and showing that we love our partners. So, you know, I've def- I've gotten some incredible ideas from other men that I would have never thought of, you know, put a post-it on the, put a post-it note on the, um, on the bathroom mirror, right? Before you go to work so that when she wakes up, she sees it. Um, put, uh, put something on the pillow, da, 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 whatever, many different things. So there's a beauty in this one because we can really crowdsource from the men that we care about who, um, who we love and trust and see what they think or what they've done. And then we swap notes and then we're all able to, to be able to be proactive about showing our partners that they are special to us and that we absolutely care about them. So the key with this one is date your partner, fellas. Don't, it doesn't matter how long you've been together. Uh, don't lose the opportunity to really date them, go above and beyond and show them that you care because that's, what's essential for them. So those are the six keys. I'll go through them one more time. Give a fuck. Don't expect a fuck Two. Be the master of your territory by knowing what is yours to defend. Three, fight to fulfill your partner's plan without compromising your terms. Four, be a willing and active listener, especially when you don't want to. Five, share your emotions and don't lead with them. And six, be creative and proactive with the way you make your partner feel special and taken care of. These are the six keys to thriving in a long-term committed relationship. So I know I went through these fast. Like I said, I could spend easily an hour on each one of these things, talking about them, really feathering them out and just like talking about ways to actually enact them in your life and why they're essential in a relationship. Uh, But the idea with this episode was to really give you guys the six keys and for you then to start to look for ways you can enact them in your relationship so that you can help your relationship today, so that you can help your relationship thrive a little bit more, so you can feel the fire, the passion, and really just have a game plan for how to show your partner that you're you're a solid man who absolutely loves them, who is absolutely here for them, and is really doing willing to do whatever it takes in order to make sure this relationship thrives because it's really important to you. It's essential for our partners to see that, fellas. They got to see that that this matters to us as much as it matters to them. They got to see that we're 110% in and they got to see that um, we value them. I think that that's like the biggest thing. Uh, when men value something, we we put time, attention, and care into them, into that thing. And oftentimes in relationship, we we save it for later, right? Oh, my partner loves me. We're in love right? I'll get to that later. Uh, This thing is really, really important. This thing at work is really, really important. So I'm just going to focus on that. You know, once, once I get over this hump, once I get over this project, one thing, once this thing's in the rear view mirror, I'll focus on my relationship. We keep doing that. And, you know, a week goes by, a month goes by, a year goes by, 10 years go by, and we haven't give given our relationship the attention, uh, love and care that it deserves. And uh, we lose our partners. You know, we, we lose the person that matters most to us because we didn't make time for them, right? We didn't make time for the relationship in the way that it really needed in order to, to, to flourish. So 
relationships take a lot of work. I know that. I Being in one for a long time, it, it's a lot of work. And sometimes I don't want to do it. I'm going to be completely honest. Sometimes I do not want to do it. And um, every time that I come back to it, I, I am reminded that this is what matters most to me. Right, having having a beautiful wife, having beautiful kids, having uh, a home, right, that has the warmth of our love in it. it. It's it's what matters most to me. It's what I look forward to, right. When I wake up in the morning, it's what I enjoy coming back to at the end of the day. And uh, you know, this society can make other things look really, really important. You know, like like our jobs, like our uh, you know our health, and all these things. And uh, you know, our families, our relationships are are an essential part of that, right? They're an essential part of the whole equation. So this is a way for you guys to take care of your relationships better. I hope some of it resonates with you. I hope you're able to enact one of them today. If you're thinking, wow, this is a lot. I don't know how I'm going to do it. How am I going to remember these? Here's a hack for you. Make a list of them, write them down. I, I just said it a couple minutes ago, what the six keys were. Write them all down and put them as the background in your phone, right? Or put it on a post-it note and tape it to the back of your phone. Have it somewhere, put it as a note on your computer screen, whatever it is. Have it somewhere that's easily um, viewable, right? It's, some, it's visible. You can, you can just see it there, boom, and be reminded of. And pick one to do. Pick one for the week, right? Okay, this week I'm going to focus on being a fucking amazing listener. I'm going to be an active and willing listener this week. Boom. And for that week, you do that. Maybe not another week you're looking for, uh, you're being proactive about, you know, ways that you can show her that you love and care about her. Maybe another week is about owning your terms, right? And, and fulfilling her plan as long as it's not going against your terms, whatever it is. Uh, pick one of them that you can do. And I, I like doing it for a week, especially in the beginning, because it gives you time to uh, not only execute it, but it also gives you time to screw up and be like, wow, I really did not do that well there. And uh, tomorrow or later this evening, I'm going to do better. So this is one way to start to uh, practice and execute these six keys. I am really, really grateful and glad I got to share these with you guys because it's something that I need to remind myself all the time. Again, this is a distinction that I've learned a long time ago, and it's still something that I go back to. Uh, it's still something that I'll end up putting in my phone for a month, right? So that I can do better. Um, it's still something that I have to remind myself of so that I can really uh, nurture and nourish my relationship with my wife. Hope it resonates with you. I hope it's something that you enact today, and I hope it really is able to help bring your relationship to the next level help bring your relationship to a level where uh, your your partner really feels loved, cared for, and that you're, you really value them and the relationship that you have. All right, that's it for now. Much love to you guys. And until the next episode, stay up. All right, fellas. So there you have it, the six keys. I'm going to hit them one more time for you. One. Give a fuck, don't expect a fuck. Two, be the master of your territory by knowing what is yours to defend. Three, fight to fulfill your partner's plan without compromising your terms. Four, be a willing and active listener, especially when you don't want to. Five, share your emotions, don't lead with them. And six, be creative and proactive with the way you make your partner feel special and taken care of. 
write these down, make them the background of your phone, put them up above your computer, whatever it may be, put it somewhere where you can constantly refer back to them and they're easily visible so you can remind yourself of the things that are guaranteed to help make your relationship better. There you have it. I am sharing this element, this distinction with you that has been very profound in making my relationship better. And I've witnessed it making many other relationships better and really healing relationships and enabling men to feel like they have a plan of action to follow so that they can be the best partners they can be. I hope it's something that you utilize. I hope it's something that's helpful for you and really enables you to thrive in your relationship because uh, if you're anything like me, our, our relationships are extremely important. When we choose a partner, it's someone that we really care about, we really love, and we choose to spend that time because it really matters to us. These are ways to show your partner that the relationship is just as important to you as it is to them. All right, fellas, start putting the six keys into action today. Pick one that you want to focus on for the week and just put it into action. You're going to mess up. It's going to be ugly at first, but it's never going to get better till you put it into practice. Now, like I said in the episode, I could talk about each one of these things for an hour easy each. So if you have any questions, if you want more clarity, if something was confusing about any one of these six keys, feel free to DM me at Phil J. Gomez on Instagram. I love talking about this stuff. So shoot me a question. Let's chat about it more. Whatever it may be, I am committed to supporting you guys and being the best partners that you can be because it matters. It really fucking matters. I hope you guys enjoy the six keys. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you love the Rising Man podcast, be sure to leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Much love to all of you. And until next time, stay up. Stay up.